Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up the heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. Oh, I promised you, uh, I promised you the nice headphones this time, Dave. Okay, so you had to promise me if there's any like black goopy stuff on me that, that you'll tell me. <laughs> oh, we're recording. Oh, hi, Dave. How are you? Well, hello. Hey, it's great. Why don't you shut that door there? Okay. Um, it's, you're going to say it's Greg Hemmings. No, 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 of course not. Um, I just got I caught myself off guard. We've been recording all this time. Uh, I've got these great headphones on, though. It's uh, yeah. How's it looking? Is it okay? Uh, yeah, okay, you're okay, right. good. You're right, right. Why don't you start this off? We've got a, a special guest. It's a good pal of both of ours. Yes, uh, yeah. Peter Stoddard. Um, he is one of the owners of the and the inspiration behind the Ale House, St. John Ale House. And we'll let him tell us a little bit about um, what they do there. But it's a it's a really very cool concept in terms of um, you know how they've introduced uh, the local market to craft beer, uh, organic the, food, organic food. Yeah, it's that whole local, thing, local farming. Exactly. You know, and the ability to. And actually, I interviewed him in my uh, in my leadership unleash column, and and I got to tell you, I learned a lot about the restaurant business and just and this whole thing about um, sourcing local and then you know and, and actually you know having it you know come in the back door and then being you know this presentation and their ability to manage all that and get it's just it's a, it's a very cool way he looks at the business um i also um and, and i like your perspective on this i like how they 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 market themselves like how they brand themselves i mean they just did a we had uh, judith mackin on here we had judy on here i don't know a couple months ago she actually did uh you know rented their whole their whole space and their um their pub side to to fit I mean, so it's just, it's a really, um, I don't know, it's its one of those, uh, to me, kind of um, uh, linchpin kind of businesses in the community here. And I think every community has one. I think that's what listeners will find interesting and just kind yeah. of how he approached it and, yeah. and where it came from and the passion he brings to the business as well. And there's, there's a, a lot of fantastic restaurants in St. John. In fact, an abnormal per capita, great restaurants in the city. Um, and everybody's doing, in my mind, there's so many that are doing great, great work. What Peter and the Ale House are doing is uh, what I really like about what they're doing, how they're uh, becoming a center point of the community, is it's the give, right? We keep on talking about what are these companies and these entrepreneurs and these leaders doing to give, uh, give, 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 and then there's a little bit of get, right? And uh, for them, they have uh, little film festivals. We had our Instagram film festival there last year, uh, the Salty uh, the Salty Social Media Awards. Uh, I actually believe, and I am, I am so... Um, I have so much to learn about social media, but I was actually nominated for one of the best new blogs or something. I didn't even come close to being to getting the award or whatever. But I mean, it was I was honored to even be thought of in the salties. Like, so this is what's happening: community is getting together uh, at, at the Ale House, drinking great beer, great local beer, great uh, you know, uh, great times, great food, great friends, all that sort of thing. Uh, locally sourced uh, food on their on their menu. Um, but it's all about people, so let's let's bring him in. And I've I've got a very important question or request of him right when he right when he says hello. So just give me a second here. Um, you should use your English accent again, though. My English accent isn't that great, but um, but wait a minute, I'm supposed to say the power, intention, positive thought, right? I, I've got a great 
I've got a real great accent. It's Mike, a little bit Mike, more. Michael Ozzy would be proud. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Afternoon, St. John Elhouse. Hello, Peter. Good day, mate. <laughs> Okay, so D- Dave challenged me to uh, to uh, say hello to you in a British accent. I can't do British accents, we're, that well. and we're being recorded now. Oh yeah, yeah. Peter. Peter, we're on. We're, we're on the record. Not doing very good there, mate. <laughs> so, P- Peter, listen. Before we start this thing, um, well, we are started. Oh yeah, wait a minute. We did. Okay, I don't know how good my microphone is, but take a listen very carefully. Tell me what we're doing here. Oh, extra noise in there. I love that. What, what 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 just happened right there, Peter? Uh, did you throw a, a pen, penny uh, ten feet into a glass jar? No, I opened up a, a bottle of Boxing Rock Temptation Red Ale from Shelburne, Nova Scotia. Yes, sir. And my uh, request to you is, if you've got a tap close to, uh, close by, I really suggest that you fill a glass up for this interview. I already have I already have a beer in front of me. And what are you what are you drinking uh, currently, Peter? Uh, like the mid-afternoon, I don't mind having a moose light. Excellent. And uh, for, for our international listeners, and Peter, just so you know, we do uh, we do have listeners all over the world, uh, which we're very excited about. Moosehead Breweries, is it's an international brand. Uh, it is Canada's uh, oldest independent brewery. Like it's a, it's really something to celebrate in our community. Um, segwaying really nicely into why we want to talk to you, Pete, is... Uh, your whole connection to local, um, and I just love the fact that you're you're drinking a local St. John beer right now. That truly the world knows. I mean, like I remember, uh, I was in Hawaii quite a few years ago, and I went to a convenience store to pick up a beer, and we had uh, Moose Export there. It was, I was like, yeah, this is fantastic. We had some St. John product. So uh, introduce yourself, Peter. Let us know a little bit about you and uh, and the Ale House, and then we're we're going to jump right into her. All right. Well, I um, my name's Peter Stoddard. I started the St. John Alehouse back in uh, 2004, but I think I theoretically started it probably in the mid-90s. Just took a little while to get it off the ground. Uh, In between then, there was uh, my first sort of enterprise was uh, Cougar's Lounge. Not uh, not shy of a few beers there either. (laughs) And uh, it's been been quite a road of... uh, you know, entrepreneurship and uh, the restaurant business and the bar industry and the whole scene here in New Brunswick. So, and and so and you're you, no, and actually you've got a and I interviewed you in uh, in the Telegraph Journal, and you talked about this early inspiration. You know, this you had this this business concept. I think as like in grade six or something like that. Can you let, tell the listeners about that? Yeah, uh, the, I think it was the Greasy Spoon, right? Pete's Greasy Spoon, I thought. Pete's Greasy Spoon or something. <laughs> Pete's Grease, I like it. So, you know, it's in your I, DNA, man. It's in your, it's, you, it can't, you can't help it. You cannot you help know, it. like, uh, I just, I guess I like it. I must like it. <laughs> what do you, what do you like? doing it long enough. What do you like? Service industry, I guess. What do you Part like most about it, Pete? Um, I like different things now than I, than I initially started out, but it's sort of just been an evolution, so... I guess the, the the personal service, like being able to deliver a product that you're proud of and in a fun way and it's a social atmosphere and that's sort of the draw of the industry, the romance of the industry. Um, and what's what's helping you enjoy that now? Like what, what what's different now than maybe when, you know, in 2008 or something like that? Yeah, like like now I have there's I'm sort of in a different position where I have a lot more experience where when I first sort of started I was kind of looking to people with sort of the experience I might have now and I have a little I I like to sort of help 
younger guys that are sort of getting in this in the industry staying on top of the trends and and kind of the fun stuff that's going on um still connecting with our guests like i still interact with our tables on a regular basis it's just a it's just sort of been a, a constant fun evolution of of you know the challenges and trials and tribulations of you know being in business for self and then you know you're still you're still putting on the face and being the the guy at the door and pouring pints and you know helping the guys in the kitchen and, and that whole thing well maybe for the audience you can give people a sense of you know how you know you've got you've got a restaurant and a pub and i mean just to give them a just a sense of like you know where, where it's located in the city you know and like in terms of the building i mean it's got this really cool feel you know how many people you can see it on a, on an average night just to give some people some context yeah, so, um, well, Market Square was rebuilt or developed, I guess, back in 1983. Was I guess it started in the late 70s, but it was off the ground and opened the doors in 1983. And, and it's a big complex, and it used to be like a warehouse where there was a wharf that could actually pull up to where our patios are now. And and um, so the history and, and sort of this location where we are, like right the, in the very heart of Uptown St. John, um, is where for hundreds of years, like since St. John was first landed, it's always sort of been the place where, you know, the fun stuff happened. There was always concerts or festivals or buskers or, you know, uh, and the ships would come in and, and deliver the goods and the, and the processing plants and all the stuff that was in this building originally. And it's sort of like that, just that evolution that's happened here. And uh, so in 1983, when they opened it up, there was, you know, the, the patios were introduced in the restaurant aspect of things. And there was a big mall inside with a bunch of little shops. and You know, they used to be able to buy beer in there. And uh, it sort of evolved a little bit over time. And it's gone through its uh, peaks and valleys, as most business cycles sort of do. And it kind of went down a little bit in um, probably the mid-90s, I guess. And uh, things slowed down a little bit for the industry, and there were some ownership changes and that sort of thing. And then, you know, sort of early 2000s, it sort of got a re- rejuvenation. So on our on our patio, we sh- we sort of share it with right now. There's um, Peppers, Grannons, Cougars, Ryan Duffy's, and ourselves, and uh, we work together to put on basically 10 or 11 weeks of entertainment seven nights a week in the summertime. There's a big stage out front. It overlooks the water and you can see where the cruise ships sort of come in. And so we have a patio and that patio seats about 130 to 140 people, depending on the the seat configuration. This time of year, we have a little bit less because we're not using as much. Uh, inside, we have a pub. The pub has uh, 32 different beers on tap. Um, there's, it's been recently renovated back in, uh, May of this year. Uh, we pretty much took it right to the ground and rebuilt the pub, put in a new tap system and new bar and, um, some new tables and seating and decor and all that sort of stuff. A little shout out to, to Judy Mackin for the design on that, right? Yes. Uh, Judith and Tuck Studio also, we get a lot of the furnishings from there. Um, so Judith worked with us sort of hand in hand, developing that over the winter time time to kind of put it into play destroyed the place the guys at peace of my management um came in rebuilt it and it's uh it's like i'm thrilled with the results of it it's been a lot of fun um it's sort of the second stage where we're in our sort of we're in our 11th year of business here now so we have a new lease with the uh with the building and then upstairs um 
we have an, uh, what we call the keg room, but it's basically a big party room. We can seat up to sort of 60 people at a time up there. And then we have sort of the dining room area, which is more of like booths and a couple of small tables sort of broken up a little bit more intimate, a little less fast paced. So there's kind of like four real elements to the whole restaurant. Um, we have about 5,800 square feet. So it's quite a big operation at any given time in the summer, we would have probably 40 to 45, uh, positions being filled as we're operating wow that's incredible peter the um the thing that struck me is even even 10 years ago um or let's say even five years ago the concept of having locally sourced everything was not a normal thing that we would see in restaurants around here, and we're especially in pubs, uh, in some of the higher end restaurants, yes, it's uh, you know you you would know uh, if you're if you're buying something from this farmer or that uh, that fisherman, but you you guys really jumped into the local, the fresh, the organic really early, and I remember that was one of my biggest. Um, my my biggest props to the ale house when I was trying to tell you know, give recommendations to people I say go to the ale house because they've got phenomenal local uh, produce they've got local uh, local meats everything is is local but you jumped onto this earlier than everybody else did um, maybe maybe give us a little bit of uh, insight on that because one of the main things of this podcast is talking about disruptors people who have come in and have tried something new that worked but they were pioneers in that. And I really, I don't know if you agree with me, but I really feel that the Ale House and what you're doing with your chef, with Jesse, um, you know, bringing all the, uh, you know, all, all this, the local ingredients together, it was first of its time for this city, anyhow. Yeah, I think, um, I think it just makes, at this point in the market, it makes sense. Um, there's been a lot of people working for a long time at sort of developing the distribution of the local everything there's been a little bit there's since the insurgence of people recognizing that you know maybe it's better to know the guy that you bought the stuff from and that's sort of like in any business i think anybody that does business with anybody else it's nice to shake their hand instead of especially now where technology can kind of get in the way and you're not you know there's a trust aspect of you know, hey, I've got, uh, you know, 30 pounds of fish and, you know, we just caught it and, okay, here's a fair price and there you go and off you go. And so the business aspect of, of the, the working with your local guys and, and, and it's a cycle of business too because those same guys might bring their family and they're going to the Sea Dogs game and they're, well, here's, you know, here's the dish that we help provide some products to and here's the beer that I help make and there's the wine that came from the peninsula or whatever. And so I guess when we first started recognizing that um jesse was certainly uh a big factor in that and uh and and maybe you should let people know who jesse is yeah so so jesse's been the executive chef here for she's probably going on eight years so a big a big part of what the alehouse has been has been a lot of his influence um the big part being uh having his own organic farm uh, obviously being a local supplier and um, me sort of saying, yeah, like whatever you can grow, let's bring, let's bring it here and let's, let's move it through the, let's move it through the, the process. So through those different channels, you start to meet different people and um, different types of farms and different type of fisheries and that sort of thing. So it just kept developing such a great um, 
circle of, of local food and, and how everybody's sort of touched by it. And not, and not just that, but the product's incredible. It's, you know, when, when you're getting fresh produce and fresh fish, depending on the, the season and, 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 you know, locally raised grass fed, uh, organic beef from, from flip farms and things like that. Like, you know, to me, we stopped looking at what we want the dish to be. And we started looking at what the ingredients that we had and what we were going to do with them. And, and the interest level that that sparks with not just us, but like our staff and, and our guests to constantly kind of saying, you know, what, what do you, well, what, what's in season or what's going on? And it's an education thing too, because all of a sudden people start to realize that, you know, strawberries are in season at the end of June. And that's when we're really going to start having strawberry shortcake. And, you know, like fiddleheads are really a big part of a New Brunswick culture that that's, you know, are only available for a short period of time in the spring. And then when you come into fall, you start foraging for wild mushrooms. And, and as you move into the, the winter time, you, you know, you're like our, like our pioneer forefathers resorting to the root cellar where we would have root vegetables and, and that sort of thing. So cured meats that the, the techniques of storing and processing food is just the story and the flavors and the ingredients and the, and the dishes that come with it are considerably more incredible than, than the alternative. So it's, it's been to us, it's just been a, it's been a bit of a, challenge to sort of make those connections but it had but it's been a fun and interesting journey sort of thing so. one of the things that that I, I know you've been really good at or you guys as, a, as you know you and, and and as a as a as a business have been really good at is you know building community and just like I was just as I walked in to do this this uh, some of the podcasts uh, today I met up with one of uh, I saw one of Greg's employees, uh, Lachlan, one of his colleagues, and we were we were chatting about, oh, it was great seeing it. And actually, the last time I saw him was after uh, an event at the Imperial Theater, which is a beautiful theater here in St. John. And, and we went down, and everyone went to uh, the Ale House and had a few pints and had some good times and laughs. And so it's this kind of, it's this, you know, it, it's, I really think of your, your business as also a place where people come to gather. How do you... How do you, you know, I mean, what what's involved in that making, you know, and how do you create that? Yeah, how yeah. do you create that 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 kind of being the center? Everybody to, wants that. Right. Every restaurant wants that. Well, that that's a, that's it's a two hundred fifty dollars an hour. I can uh, send you my. I'm just joking. <laughs> the uh, I guess that's sort of what drew me to the business in the first place was having the personal connection with people and and. Uh, Getting in, like St. John is not a, a big city, but we reach, we like like you guys are doing with this podcast. You're reaching people all around the world. So we had we've had people that have come in and had the chance that I've had the chance to talk to that come back the next year with their alehouse T-shirt on, going, "We were here last year in November." Oh, that's, that that must feel good, eh? You know, like I'm like, wow, like that just forget about the business aspect of things. Like we're they went back to New York. They bought this shirt. They told our story to their friends. Their friends get on the ship with them, and they came back, and they're here again. And I think that that's part of the, like, when you look at any culture, the basis of their culture is on food and and dancing and music and, and art, and that's how they pass along their culture. And, you know, people people eat three or four times a day. 
So we're, we're a big aspect of being able to share what we have locally. And when people walk through the door, local, you know, like food tourism is huge. So when people walk through the door, they go, Hey, well, what do you have for, for local, like, what's the story on the periwinkles? You know, like, and, and, and you guys might have the same memories I do about being down on Bayshore beach, picking periwinkles as a kid. But I can't tell you how many people tell me that story that when they were a kid, they used to go down and pick them off the rocks. <laughs> yeah, and clams down uh, at different beaches. And, oh, exactly. yeah, 100%. Yeah. And yeah. mussels and, and quahogs and everything else that you should just find is now, you know, available on our menu. And, and it, there's a lot of nostalgia and there's a lot of interest from sort of other people that aren't from here or or people that are from here and never had the chance to do that as a kid or whatever. Right. Well, and, and for listeners, you know, that wouldn't know, St. John's a port city. And, yeah, and you're talking on the bay of the ocean. like Right. And you're talking about cruise ship, there's a number of cruise ships that come in and people, when you're talking about people jumping on the ship and coming up with their friends, I mean, that's just to give them um, some background on that. Um, and I grew up in the Yukon, so I didn't have that experience. You didn't man. have any cruise ships? We didn't have any cruise ships. We're uh, landlocked and we they had no ocean. They didn't have the paddle wheel. Well, the Yukon River. River, they could do a little of that. Yeah. <laughs> but there was no picking clams, I got to tell you. But you know, no. speaking of stories. Yes. Yes. Beautiful. Beautiful salmon. Um, speaking of stories, though, I mean, here's here's a here's a story for you. And I think I've shared this with you, Peter, a while back. I don't know if you remember, but I was getting married, Greg, and um, and you know, just before the wedding at this this beautiful old cathedral here in St. John, um, my groomsmen took me to the alehouse. And we had, you know, and I said, boys, I can't drink, okay? Like, literally, like, no, no. And anyways, they had this, I mean, the the server brought up a bunch of water and shot glasses, but had just a little drop of tequila in each one, so it smelled like it. I'm like, no, I can't have it. So, um, but I did eat chicken wings. Um, and and uh, I had- all of your tuxedo. Uh, well, no, not on my tuxedo, but I had a big streak of chicken wings across my cheek. <laughs> so, so I'm literally sitting there across from my, you know, my soon-to-be wife in minutes, and she was, she's looking at me, and I'm thinking, why is she looking at me so oddly? Right? You got a reputation for this. Well, I just, you know, like it never occurred to me, and no one told me. That's the worst part about it. So, um, so there you go. It's, you know, it's, you're part of the history of, uh, I guess, my, my, you know, getting married. And, and well, well, yeah, and I think, I, I think part of our goal is to sort of be everybody's little story to help. Exactly. Out. Well, yeah, and and, and Peter, to jump in, you know, I when we uh, when we talked about you before we pulled you in, I was saying that the Alehouse, you've created somewhat of a community center. It's, it is a gathering place. And uh, we referenced the Salty Social Media Awards. We uh, referenced the Instagram Festival. Um, and then also our own TV series, Cubicle to the Cage, we uh, we screened every week live on TV at uh, at the Ale House. And the my Ale House story with with much, with so much significance for uh, for listeners who don't know about our show Cubicle of the Cage we filmed fourteen months of people going from office cubes turning into pro uh, MMA fighters in the I mean, cage. And they would have heard the star of the show in a f- uh, number of podcasts. Yeah, but... yeah, and the uh, the very last episode we see these people after going fourteen months of brutal training get into the cage and fight a real pro fight and get their asses kicked, but. They won because they got there. And and the first time that these fighters ever saw that footage was at the Ale House. Right, and yeah. Peter, do you remember that? They got up on the microphone. At the, and the, I've never seen emotion of some of these tough, tough, like adrenaline-filled dudes getting up, tears in their eyes. And they, they've, never, uh, they've never been able to see themselves accomplish something like that. And it was at the Ale House. These are the type of memories that are happening at your establishment because... 
because of you, Peter, and, and your team, you've you've uh, you've you've created an environment that welcomes that sort of community engagement. And I think uh, what we'd like to do in this podcast is take these type of experiences and these stories and relate it to other business. So, how would you take these experiences about? Serving the community, becoming a bit of a community center point, and also servicing local, you know, local vendors and suppliers. How would you relate that to somebody else who's not in the restaurant business who uh, who might be listening to this podcast? Well, I, th- I think uh, in any business, a lot of people feel a sense of loyalty to either people that they know or somebody that works somewhere, and and that's sort of the the connection when it comes to you know, local and loyalty is go hand in hand. So if, if you're um, selling t-shirts in the market, but I know you and I know that you're selling t-shirts in the market and I know how hard you're working at it. And I know you've got these cool t-shirts and then, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's where getting that local uh, tie into when it comes time for somebody to buy a t-shirt that they know that you're the guy that, that has the t-shirt and that's where they're going to buy it because they, they know the guy, they know that it's not just, you know, going, the money's not just disappearing. It's going back into your pocket and back and around and the cycling around through the community versus being, you know, sent overseas by an online t-shirt salesman. Now I'm using that just as an example, but I think that, that sort of the, the business model of using local stuff is also the guy that owns the place, you know, like St. John is so full of entrepreneurs that it's, you kind of know somebody that does something that does something for almost every aspect of your needs in your everyday life from, you know, owning from Tim Cochran that owns Cochran's to buy food from to, uh, Steve at Greenlee that has shoes and, and, and so on and so forth. I think that that sort of connection between putting a face to the name really adds a lot to that loyalty. And I think people are, are sort of naturally loyal. Um, so when you, when they, when they get a chance to meet somebody, and especially in the, in the restaurant business, because I think people probably go buy a cheeseburger more than they buy running shoes or tires for the car. So you have a chance to sort of really build that relationship. But I think that that's the opportunity is to have the relationship where you're not necessarily focused on trying to put a hundred million people through your door. Right. You're just the people that do take the time to come into your business. You give them a, a few minutes of your time to let them know that you appreciate it. So here, here's another thing is that I guarantee this interview will be downloaded a whole bunch of times. And because um, you've got a big presence in the social media world, as far as I can tell. Um, and you, you appear to me to be like an early adopter, Pete, like in terms of, you know, um, you know, seeing videos online of, you know, you being interviewed in certain, you know, things and bringing TV shows in, tweeting, the use of Facebook. I mean, um, so, so how, you know, how did you, I guess, you know, when you talk, when you think about it, um, uh, where, how, you know, as much as we're local, but, you know, how does social media support this ability to connect with your, and build your community for you? Like, and, and, and what are you doing exactly in this space? Well, I think, I think it brings you to the inside of it where you can really touch 
especially if your staff is engaged a little bit. Like, for instance, I threw a pumpkin off the roof of Market Square today. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, I'm talking like three hours ago. Smashing pumpkins. This is like you know how long I wanted to throw a pumpkin off the roof that's, of Market Square? That's a la David Letterman, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I guess I just wanted to throw something off. I, I proposed it a, a several times at our meetings that we have with at Boardwalk Entertainment. But anyway, we're throwing on this <laughs> this big Halloween bash. And I'm like, well, how are we going to get the word out? Well, let's, you know, let's let's use our connections because all the guys down here on the boardwalk, all the restaurants and stuff, we all work very well together. And, uh, you know, let's, let's bring a little fun into it. So let's throw a pumpkin off the roof. So, um, 88, nine is, are the guys that are sort of hosting the event. And so we literally went up on the roof, but to back it up a little bit, the whole idea of that is it's, it's good content for social media. So, and engaging in, in people, because, you know, you, I could take a picture on my menu every day and put it up there. But after you've seen it two or three times, it doesn't make you want to kind of come back to it. So the content, whether it's all the time or, you know, maybe not as frequent, it's more about the quality of the content, I think, at this point in the game versus initially being out there and, you know, also engaging with people and giving them a platform to to, to get back. And, you know, sometimes that feedback's good, bad, and ugly. Um, but at least it gives somebody a platform to communicate sort of what you have going on. So the social media aspect of things is global because, again, maybe the guy that got the T-shirt at lunchtime on his cruise in St. John is taking a picture of it and tweeting it in New York City tomorrow afternoon. And he's tagging us in it. So it really globalizes sort of the things that I think make my staff here make us great by interacting with people that – they take a few minutes, they take their picture with them, they put it on Instagram or they put it on Twitter or they put it on Facebook and they tag the friends in it and they share it. And all of a sudden that content makes you more relevant on the web space as well. Yeah, this is great. <clears throat> Peter, The uh, just kind of a, as a wrap-up uh, uh, question is, or, or, or an ask, I should say, is, uh, you know, most of our listeners are entrepreneurs or uh, considering uh, following an entrepreneurial pursuit. What's one little bit of advice from your success that you would give them to encourage them to, uh, you know, to, to try something new and, and, and stick out in the market? To stick out in the market? Or even try something new and, like, like to survive. Like, there's, a lot, there's lots of restaurants in St. John when you, when you open your doors, but you obviously had a differentiator that worked, right? So, and, and maybe maybe it's a maybe it's a little bit of um, encouragement saying you got to try it to make it happen, you know, and and you know put put everything on the line. I, I don't know what 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 would some of your uh, advice be to to people about to venture into their own uh, entrepreneurial pursuit. I'm a I'm a firm believer in when it comes to entrepreneurship, which is probably one of the greatest gifts that we can have as Canadians that we have the opportunity to do is to be an entrepreneur and you guys know it and I know it because we've been doing it for a long time. Um, there's great advantages of it. There's disadvantages of it. The, the biggest thing when it comes to being an entrepreneur is yeah, you, you, you gotta do something that you're interested in and you shouldn't stop until you find something that you are. 
Because if you're not interested in it at the end of the day, you're not going to find that reason to tell the world about it. You're not going to get out of bed at 5 a.m. to meet somebody to do something about it. You're not going to stay up late. You're not going to drink four pots of coffee, figure it out. You're not going to meet with a thousand people. You're not going to be spawned off of a million different ideas because you won't have that fire that burns. But if you can find that one thing that genuinely interests you, then I think the rest of the stuff is just a matter of following that pursuit and and not giving up because I, I'm a firm believer that 95% of the people sort of will give up when they're 5% away from succeeding. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I think that's good. That's, that's a good point. You're almost to the finish line and you stop running. When you, you just got to go, I'm doing it. And I really like to do it. So one way or another, it's going to, I'm going to happen. I don't care if I'm in the trenches and I'm out of money and I have nowhere else to go and there's nothing else I can do but drive it, drive it, drive it, drive it, and then hope that that thing's going to crack. Now, not everything's a success story, but I, when I, I think that the equation to be in that success story, to finding that thing that's going to stand out, that's the person behind the business, and that business, it, it's got to be the fire in their eyes to make them want to get to that point. Right. No, I, you know, I hear you saying you got to marry passion with persistence. Yeah. And, um, yeah, very cool. So, so for listeners that aren't, well, from here and from away, um, how do they, how do they learn more about you, Peter and, and, uh, and the St. John Ale house and, um, and your executive chef, Jesse and, and, and so on. Yeah. Well, uh, Jesse's here. Um, when he's not here, he's at his farm, I guess. But uh, we're here. We're on the website, sjah.ca. We're on Twitter, at sjah underscore nb. We're on Facebook, uh, just St. John Alehouse, facebook.com slash St. John Alehouse. Um, there's lots of links and stuff. We have our YouTube channel, which is St. John Alehouse, or sjah uh, TV on YouTube. And does that have you right now uh, or in the next little bit here throwing a pumpkin off uh, off the mark off the mark square? I can I can I can check as we speak. Um, I don't think that it's been edited, but it's being edited okay. right now. We'll have to um, we'll have to put that uh, link up. We're literally moments away. Excellent. From the debut of what I've been working, it's a I think what? it's a hundred ninetieth episode of Alehouse TV. Oh man, no, you're getting close, man. Persistence, eh? Oh yeah, consistency. Well, it's just like what we're doing with the podcast. Yeah, it's a weekly thing, and we we haven't failed once. No, we I mean, miss a week. You got to be consistent at it because that's sort of the other thing is. You have to, people got to know what to expect. How big is this pumpkin? We actually threw three off. Okay. Three different sizes. You know what what I realized today, which I didn't think that it would, one of the realizations I had today was not one that I thought I would have. And that is, (laughs) if you have a pumpkin that's partially rotten (laughs) in the inside, it explodes Way better. Oh, yeah, man. And it explodes before it hits the Way ground. Better. That's the funny part. <laughs> it's like we we had a, we started with the small pumpkin and a sort of a larger one. My wife doesn't know this yet, but I literally took it off her step this morning on my way up to work. <laughs> she knows it now, probably. Yeah. She thinks, she thinks the neighborhood kids took it. Or the deer. I'm going to show her the video later. <laughs> And we threw them off, and the second one we had, it sort of been, I think, was sitting in Market Square as one of their displays for probably the better part of a month. <laughs> Considerably better splashdown. 
Nice work. You heard, yeah. it? you heard it here first, Things folks. you don't think you're going to find out when you're throwing pumpkins off a roof. <laughs> well, Get a little uh, rod in there. I think, and, and, and one last pumpkin thing. We put a pumpkin about two weeks ago. It's been so warm in St. John that the fuzz, like the, the gross moldy fuzz, came out through the shape of the, of the carved eyeballs and stuff. Well, you cut it and put oh, it Oh, yeah. Out. My little girl wanted me to cut it. So, oh. you see, like, it, it makes for a very cool uh, artifact, you know? It's like it actually shapes all the blue mold. And, oh, and, you know, when you pick that up and when your fingers actually melt through the skin, it feels great. Oh, I, th- it feels I think great. you need to get on top of the Mar- Marcus Square and check <laughs> that thing out. <laughs> that's, that's when you just throw a little bit of yeast in there and hope for some type of pumpkin wine. Pum- pumpkin beer, baby. Uh, <laughs> anyway, listen, <laughs> Peter, thanks so much, man. Really appreciate it, and we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see you down there very soon, I'm sure. Yeah, thanks. Gentlemen, for- always a pleasure. We got a new uh, Halloween and pumpkin beer list coming for next week. So. We're all over that. Oh, that sounds delicious. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay nothing will. We'll be there. Keep it up, buddy. <laughs> okay. Say, Take care. Thanks, guys. Some takeaway. I, I like that we were actually able to have our first beer in the podcast booth. Yes, with, with our guest. I mean, like that's yes. kind of yeah, that's yeah. kind of interesting. So, yeah, I mean, what, it was what, very take, appropriate, right? What's your text? What, what's your takeaway? Ah, oh, man. Um, you know, like you know, it's it's helpful when you know Peter, but I mean, I just think at the end, he he really summed it up and. It's the entrepreneurial experience, right, that we both had. And it's like having a passion for your craft, whatever that is, and the persistence, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think of an early question that was posed to me is, you know, oh, you love this. Do you have a stomach for it? In other words, are you going to are you gonna stay with it? And mm-hmm. how many people will echo the same, you know, like that have had success or are having success, you know, and, and you included, Greg, will say, you know, uh, you got to stay at it. You know, yeah. you, you know, you and this whole idea of you, you're you might be five percent away from from real success, and you know, don't give up, right? And so I'm hearing that loud and clear, and maybe you know, who knows uh, what what about that is in particular is resonating with me, but it is at this moment. Well, uh, before I I talk about my uh, takeaway, sorry, Matt, I'm making you work so hard. You gotta roll Peter Gabriel's "Don't Give Up." song right now you gotta okay Matt's gonna kill us because he has us all his homework to do <laughs> sorry buddy he may not do it don't give up okay so uh, my takeaway is uh, I love what he when he said when you're um, when you're buying from local vendors and suppliers those those are the same people that are going to be actually coming in and uh, buying from it's you. Smart. It's brilliant. It's I mean it's basic. It's, it's old school business, and we're cu- we're coming back. There's a revolution happening right now yeah. where people are seeing those values again, full circle. And uh, Pete is an amazing example of that. And on that note, let's uh, let's head out and have another beer somewhere. That sounds At good. At the House, clearly. Yes. Well, we have we have no choice. <laughs> I love right. it. Pumpkin beer. Yes. Okay. See you, David. See, see you, next brother. Week. Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out leadershipunleashed.ca or visioncoachinginc.com and on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, visit Hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening and remember, keep that pot boiling.
I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. 
Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. 